Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. Ain't that the truth, Frank? We've got a great show lined up. What you been doing, buddy? Oh, I've been trying to get well. Other than that, I, all my buddies are out fishing. I got a call this morning from Mammoth. Wanting to know what two flies to use on the upper Owens. Yeah, well, you're the man for that, for sure. Yeah, he hasn't called me back yet, but I'm betting you a buck to a uh, penny that he caught a fish if he did what I said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have uh, up in Mammoth, there are some of the best fishing. You have a better chance of catching a double-digit fish on the Upper Owens than you do almost anywhere else in the United States. Maybe the the uh, White River in Arkansas, they get some really big browns, but we get a lot of big browns, a lot of big rainbows, and uh, a lot of Alpers trout that go into the 10-pound ring. Oh, wow. That'd be nice. Yeah. Well, what, and, about t- what about today's show? What have we got going on, Frank? Well, we got... Uh, God, my mind went blank. Uh, Karen, she uh, is uh, in Canada. She works for, uh, about genetically changing landlocked salmon that they put in tanks. Uh-huh. She also is... She wears about 11 different hats. Okay, all right. She should be fun. Is she the lady that's with Living Oceans up there in Vancouver? You got it. Oh, she'll be interesting, yeah. yeah oh, God. Uh, uh, tw- 30 minutes isn't enough for her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I really enjoy talking to her every time I've talked to her. I always got questions I asked, and she always seems to be able to answer them for me. Uh, and there's a lot of difference between a uh, farm-raised salmon and a salmon that's uh, raised to about eight inches or six inches and released into the river, goes out for four years, and comes back. Holy cow. Well, we'll talk about that. We've got some other stuff coming up for you. I think we've tracked down John Hennigan. So uh, everybody stay there. This is Fish Hunt Talk Radio. We will be right back. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. We have something new and exciting for all fishermen and fisherwomen, from 5 to 12-year-old boys and girls to teenagers and adults. Join the Unreal Fish Sales Fresh and Saltwater Fishing Club to get an amazing 50% discount on all Unreal rods and reels, 40% discount on all apparel, and 30% discount on all Unreal mounts. This monthly Fresh and Saltwater video contest has a cash prize up to $2,500. Members who join our Unreal Fish Sales Club anytime this holiday season will receive a free Unreal Fishtails shirt or hat of their choice. Go to our website at unrealfishtails.com to join. It's Unreal. Fish have tails. Do you have an Unreal Fishtail to share? Unreal Fishtails wants to post it. Go to unrealfishtails.com. Real is spelled with a double E. Join the club and win big money with your short videos. No matter what, you win with half price on all quality reels and rods. Plus, huge discounts and accessories. Perfect gift for anglers. Check out the website now at unrealfishtails.com. 
Icon, a full-service fly shop. His and Her Fly Fishing offers FFI-certified international fly fishing instructor and guide service with Frank Selby. Listen to Frank as host of FishHuntTalkRadio.com or listen live Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Sirius XM Radio Channel 211. Custom flies are handmade to, to your order in-house in Newport Beach. Fishing in Mexico, Belize, Florida, or the Rockies, Frank and the staff will deliver exactly what you need. Flies and gear. Google his and her fly fishing. Vagabundos Delmar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Delmar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAHA. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan with our host, Frank Selby, and our special guest, Frank. Let me just make a quick comment. Um, professional trout anglers, professional uh, billfish anglers, uh, professional you know, pelagic fishermen. How many professionals? But how many professionals are there in bass angling? And we have one on the show with us. That's going to be a fun show. Me and him think a lot alike. We like the same colors for the same kind of fish. So we'll have fun. Well, let's bring Mark on. Introduce your guest. Mark is the editor of Bass Angler Magazine. But uh, tell us what you're up to now, Mark. Well, I'm actually sitting in my uh, sitting in my bass boat right now, rigging up some rods, getting ready to fish Clear Lake tomorrow. Now, Clear Lake is, and I guess you'd call it North Central or Southern Northern California, and it's a bit of a misnomer because it's not clear at all, but it's got a ton of bass. It has a lot of bass. A really fertile, you know, lake. One of the few natural lakes, you know, this side of the of the Rockies. Yeah, um, real shallow, full of full of vegetation, full of algae, and, and full of full of big bass. Well, I wish you all the luck tomorrow. I know you'll be you'll be in the money. I know that for a fact. Oh yeah, that's no problem. No, I, <laughs> I, 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 this week. <laughs> I can't find any more suckers to bet. <laughs> well, what's interesting is. Clear Lake. I, I fished uh, with a, you know, at a pro am tournament, and you know these guys they go up, and people there's houses all around the outside, with docks and decks, and you throw your line over their dock to catch a trout and or a bass, and you got to flip it up, get it off the dock, and get it to the boat. Very to me that was like what. That, you know that it's pretty fun, unless the owners. You know, most of the, most of the dock owners are are pretty good. You know, I mean, because they live on the lake, they're used to fishermen coming by. But you know, some of them are not real happy about you know us us disturbing them. But um, you know, for the most part, people are pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Now the other the other crush. The other thing that I was in that tournament, you jump in the boat, and the first thing they do. Is throw the throttle down, throttle down. So you're going like 70 miles an hour to the other That's side it. of the lake, and then they get there, you know, make ten calf and go up, oh, not here. So they turn around and go back to where they started at 70 miles an hour. I think it's more about bass boating than bass fishing. Yeah, I know it's like a bunch of honeybees out there pollinating flowers. Yeah. Well, you got to go where the fish are. Yeah, well, well, you know sometimes you got to fish fast, and you you cover a lot of water till you figure them out, you know, and well, throw a bunch. And Mark, of you're, you're the editor of Bass Angler Magazine. You're a professional bass angler, um, so you know. Let's try and get out some information uh, for to help people catch bass. Is this a good time of the year? You know, this is a good time of year. It's a it's a time of year that you can almost fish however you like. Uh, whether you fish deep or shallow, you know, top water, mid mid column on the bottom, big baits, little baits. You know, this is the kind of time of year when the fish kind of scatter around and you can catch them a lot of different ways. So, you know, like tomorrow, uh, um, we're going to be throwing probably crankbaits to start out, and then we may 
switch up the, the spinner baits and then swim baits and then you know if it gets tough then we're going to throw some plastic mm-hmm. you know, probably, probably throw some is there any, any type of uh, you know you hear about fishing with crickets and, and mice and that kind of stuff is there anything that uh, you can suggest that seems to work the best you know, I, I think the best, probably the best bait ever made is a Yamamoto Senko. You know, you can fish it uh, just a, a hundred different ways. You know, you can throw it, uh, put it on a, a little jig head and swim it. You can, you know, wacky rig it, put a hook in the middle and, you know, work it real slow on the bottom. You can Texas rig and throw it into the weed. Um, you know, that that bait has really caught a lot of fish for a lot and of Say that again. What is it? And a lot of big ones. What is that bait again? That's a Yamamoto Senko. And if you uh, if you what, don't know what color to throw, throw green pumpkin. That that works in every lake in America. I got a quick question. Do you have some of that in your magazine and how could we order your magazine? Well you can go you can go to bassanglermag.com and there's a little subscribe button on the top left. You hit that and spend uh, twenty five bucks and you get a year of bass angler. We'll send you a copy out in just a couple weeks. Hmm. It's the best you get. You get, you get a printed copy in the mail every month. You get a printed copy in the mail every month. We we come out every quarter, so every season, you know, when uh, you know winter gets close, you get a winter edition. The spring gets close, you get a spring edition, and so on. Yeah, there's something about just flipping pages as opposed to looking at a computer screen. There is, you know, and we work really hard to give you information that you can't get anywhere else. You know, you're not going to see it on the Internet or anywhere else. We get really in-depth stories with, you know, the best pros in America. The guys that are out there doing it for a living, you know, we're really getting down and dirty and finding out what they do and how they catch them. And, and then, you know, we got a lot of good pictures in there. We, you know, we name the baits. We name the areas and how they're using it, what they're doing. So, so guys, that when they pick it up, they read it, they'll really know what's going on. <coughs> That's always an excellent thing to do. But well, it's also available time. on the Internet, right? It is available on the Internet. Yep, we have a digital edition. You can sign up for the digital or print or get both if you like. Bass Angler Magazine. So BassMag.com? Bass Mag, Bass Angler Mag, or BassAnglerMagazine.com. Either one you All like. Right. They all go to the same place. All right. Well, give us the tips on fishing Clear Lake. Tips on fishing Clear Lake. Well, right now the fish are chasing bait. They're chasing shad. So there's some deep and there's some shallow. You know, really you need to find the bait. And you can see that by the little flickers in the water. So a lot of these fish are, the little shad will come up and eat the, I think they're little mayflies that are flying around right now. So when you see those starting to flicker around the water, you know there's a lot of bait there. And then once you find that bait, there's generally some bass around there. So, and then you throw a lot of different baits through there. You know, whether you want to throw a worm or a swim bait or a crank bait or spinner bait, you know, you you kind of got to mix it up so you figure out what they want. But find the bait and find the fish. Well, yeah, that's always the truth, isn't it? It, it is. I mean, that's you know, that's that's their job is to you know. Well, and eat now when it comes to any kind of fishing, you, you know, big fish eat little fish. So if you find the yeah. bait, you'll find the big fish. Correct, correct. And I'm sure it's just like that in the ocean. You know, you got to find the schools of bait, and then you find, the, you know, the predator fish are close by. Mm-hmm. And, Frank, I know that you're a fly fisherman, which is generally not bass, but uh, I'm sure that you've got more than a couple. Tell us about it. Now, fly fishing for bass. Uh, almost identical the same. We look for the bait. We look for the structure. I use a crawdad pattern a lot of times. I'll use a shad pattern. There's two really excellent shad patterns out there for fly fishermen. Uh, believe it or not, a plain old white clouser works really good for a shad pattern. Oh, I bet. It's the same as same as conventional fishing, just a little bit different presentation, you know, a little, little bit different lure and presenting it a different way. That's about the truth. We uh, the only difference is 
Guys, I guess we're going to have to leave it there. Been talking with Mark Lesane from Bass Angler Magazine. That's BassAnglerMag.com. BassAnglerMag.com. Thank you so much for being on the show, Mark. And we're coming back here on Fish Hunt Talk Radio. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos del Mar. Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. We have something new and exciting for all fishermen and fisherwomen, from 5 to 12 year old boys and girls to teenagers and adults. Join the Unreal Fish Sales Fresh and Saltwater Fishing Club to get an amazing 50% discount on all Unreal rods and reels, 40% discount on all apparel, and 30% discount on all Unreal mounts. This monthly Fresh and Saltwater video contest has a cash prize up to $2,500. Members who join our Unreal Fish Sales Club anytime this holiday season will receive a free Unreal Fishtails shirt or hat of their choice. Go to our website at unrealfishtails.com to join. It's Unreal. Fish have tails. Do you have an Unreal Fishtail to share? Unreal Fishtails wants to post it. Go to unrealfishtails.com. Real is spelled with a double E. Join the club and win big money with your short videos. No matter what, you win with half price on all quality reels and rods. Plus, huge discounts and accessories. Perfect gift for anglers. Check out the website now at unrealfishtails.com. A full surface fly shop. His and her fly fishing offers FFI certified international fly fishing instructor and guide service with Frank Selby. Listen to Frank as host of fishhunttalkradio.com or listen live Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific time on Sirius XM radio channel 211. Custom flies are handmade to to your order in-house in Newport Beach. Fishing in Mexico, Belize, Florida, or the Rockies, Frank and the staff will deliver exactly what you need. Flies and gear. Google his and her fly fishing. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real fun adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real fun trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we have our host, Frank Selby, who is a very special guest that you're going to enjoy. Not only is she beautiful and delightful, but she's very knowledgeable. So, Frank, would you take it from here? I sure will. Karen, the first thing I'd like you to do is get out all the different hats you wear and how to get in touch or how to donate, all that. Would you please start with that? Well, sure, Frank. Um, my name is Karen Riston. I'm the executive director of Living Ocean Society in Vancouver, B.C. Um, we're a, an ocean conservation organization, as you might expect. 
but being up here on the West Coast, we have uh, an awful lot to do with wild salmon and farm salmon because, of course, you can't deal with protecting the ocean without protecting the salmon. We, uh, we've been around for about 22 years now, and you can find us on the World Wide Web at livingoceans.org. And what's the best time to get in touch with you if they want to donate time or money or what, ever? Oh, well, any time at all if you want to donate time or money. I'm always <laughs> open to hearing from people. We're on the same, uh, the same time zone as, as you folks are in California. So, you know, Monday to Friday, 9 to 5 for sure. And is there, like, if they go on the web and find you, do you have a place on there where they can send you donations? Oh, sure. There's a donation link on there, and there's there's also a link that you can click on if you want to volunteer and see what kind of volunteer opportunities we've got. You just click on About Us, and you'll see employment and, and volunteers. And... I watch really close to my heart, and I know it's really close to you, your heart. Would you kind of explain the difference between pin-raised salmon and salmon that are held for a short time and then released and go out to the sea and come back? Oh, between pen-raising and, and ocean ranching, I guess you mean, eh? Yes. Yeah. Okay, well... Um, here on, on the B.C. coast and in uh, Washington and Oregon, too, I think, uh, fish are raised by foreign companies, largely, in open nets in the ocean. And um, there have been a number of impacts to wild salmon associated with those, uh, those particular um, salmon farms because they, t- they hold the fish in one place in the water, which is quite unnatural. And they, they hold quite a lot of fish. They hold up to a million fish in one little bay or estuary in one farm. Uh, sometimes there are several farms in one estuary. So with that dense crowding of the fish in there, you tend to get, well, you know, obviously an accumulation of fish waste. But you also get diseases and, and parasites like sea lice coming off the farms, uh, amplified and bred on the farms. And so the, the water tends to become quite hostile to wild salmon. On the other hand, the ocean ranching that's practiced uh, in places like Alaska uh, raises the fish in a hatchery until they're small and then lets them go in the water. And they disperse much like the, the wild salmon do. And so you don't get that same effect of them lingering in one coastal area and creating the problems with the diseases and, and parasites that you get with, with conventional salmon farms. Hey, Frank, I've got a couple of questions and comments, if you don't mind. Uh, no questions. The uh, yeah, problem, now there are, like in New Zealand, they'll put a net in the water, in the melting glacier water, you know, uh, it flows down and the salmon can't get out to sea. So basically, they're farmed raised, but they're wild salmon, and they're not put into a small pit. But uh, the Atlantic salmon, which I'm always dubious with, are kind of pushed into pens. And what they're fed uh, in there, because of the amount of fish that they put in, uh, it causes diseases, you know, and then they have to give them uh, antibiotics and and all of this stuff, and you don't want to eat those. To me, that's not sustainable fishing. But, you know, we yeah, do no, need but... to, you know, to enhance uh, the fisheries. But uh, can you comment on the different ways of uh, pen-raised or, uh, or whatever you want to call it, salmon that are clean and fresh and ones that you probably don't want to eat? <laughs> Well, I, you know, I think the best method of, of raising salmon, if, if, you, if that's really what you want to do, is to raise them in closed containment on land. This is uh, revolutionizing the salmon farming industry all over the world. Just in these last few years, we're seeing um, literally hundreds of thousands of metric tons of production going into 
closed tanks on land. And, and the advantage there is they continuously clean the water. So the fish are swimming in the cleanest possible water, cleaner even than it would be in the ocean with the ocean currents flushing it out. Um, and those salmon, they don't need to use the drugs and chemicals to anywhere near the extent they do in the ocean. They never contact any parasites, uh, so they don't need to treat them for those parasites. So it, it, that's probably the very best way uh, if you're going to raise And then when they're raising pens, and then are they put into salt water to continue with that? No, they can continue with that now. When, when they first started doing uh, fishing on uh, fish farming on land, they were just creating uh, small-sized fish. But the technology has advanced by leaps and bounds over the last few years. And so now they can grow them right up to market size. In fact, there's, a, there's an outfit in Florida that's just, just now harvesting its first um, batch of fish. Uh, it's producing 10,000 metric tons. Um, this year, and it's it's the first phase of a phase development that's going to go up to three hundred. Are those Atlantic salmon? Metric tons. Oh, excuse me. I, you know, I don't. I'm a little confused. There's uh, in Alaska, you've got uh, four, and each one has two names: the king, the chinook, uh, the silver, uh, uh, the humpy, the pig, uh, the dogfish, and the charm. But what is an Atlantic salmon? Well, as you might expect, it's a salmon that came from the Atlantic. It's not native to our coast at all. But it happens to be one that has been bred largely as a result of the Norwegians starting starting in this industry decades ago. It's been bred to be so docile that they can farm it easily. And so that's why they farm that species rather than... So is, it, is, it, is it similar to a Chinook or a silver? Is it similar to a Chinook or a silver? It's similar to Chinook in size, maybe, but it doesn't hold a candle to it in terms of taste, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. You can't beat wild Pacific salmon for their right. flavor. Well, it's all the restaurants. All the restaurants use Atlantic, uh, you know, farm-raised salmon because it's consistent, easy, and inexpensive. Well, that's okay. the thing, and it's it's the expensive part, inexpensive part of it that's cause so much trouble. I mean, I, I basically see that, you know, farming salmon has, has caused problems for the wild salmon industry generally. It drove the prices down um, so that fishermen can't get a decent buck for their fish. Uh, with the way that wild salmon stocks are declining, you would think the prices should have gone through the ceiling by now. But because we have all this cheap farmed salmon available on the market, the prices have stayed so low that fishermen are really finding it hard to make a living these days. I got a quick question. Uh, the uh, when you buy salmon in the stores, do they have to tell you they're pin raised or they're wild salmon? Well, for sure not in Canada. Now, I understand that some states in the United States have uh, required better labeling, and so you do find out if they're farmed or wild. But one thing you won't find out is whether they're genetically modified and farmed, and that's that's another whole issue. Um, it's just starting to come onto the marketplace right now, genetically modified salmon. Have they done a lot of tests on that before they've been putting it in the market? Well, there's been some tests done on it for sure, but uh, there's still a case before the courts right now trying to decide if enough uh, assessment was done of the environmental risks that those fish pose. They, um, let me tell you a bit about the, uh, the genetically modified salmon, what they did. They took um, an Atlantic salmon, and then they spliced in some genes from uh, a Chinook salmon that grows much faster, and from, uh, oh, sorry, from a coho salmon that grows faster, and from um, a thing called an ocean pout, another kind of fish that has um, the ability to continue to, to metabolize food at very low temperatures. So the point of all this was to get the fish to keep growing all year long. Normally, salmon grow better in the, in the warm season than the cold, and what they wanted to do was to get it to grow twice as fast as a normal salmon. 
they claim to have succeeded at this, although I, I don't know that we have any evidence that it actually grows twice as fast. But um, they came to market. I have to tell you, you have to blame Canada for this development. This company has developed the technology in Prince Edward Island, Canada, and they just brought it to market in the United States uh, within the last year or so. And like I said, there's still a, a court action pending. Um, I think the last hearing was back in August uh, to decide whether or not they looked at what would happen if this thing actually were to escape into the wild. Karen, let's uh, let's go ahead and leave it there for now. We've got to take a quick commercial break. Uh, we're talking with Karen Riston from Living Ocean Society in Vancouver. And uh, gosh, we'll be right back on Fish Hunt Talk Radio. fishermen and fisherwomen from 5 to 12 year old boys and girls to teenagers and adults join the unreal fish sales fresh and saltwater fishing club to get an amazing 50 percent discount on all unreal rods and reels 40 percent discount on all apparel and 30 percent discount on all unreal mounts this monthly fresh and saltwater video contest has a cash prize up to $2,500. Members who join our Unreal Fishtails Club anytime this holiday season will receive a free Unreal Fishtails shirt or hat of their choice. Go to our website at unrealfishtails.com to join. It's Unreal. Fish have tails. Do you have an Unreal Fishtail to share? Unreal Fishtails wants to post it. Go to unrealfishtails.com. Real is spelled with a double E. Join the club and win big money with your short videos. No matter what, you win with half price on all quality reels and rods, plus huge discounts and accessories. Perfect gift for anglers. Check out the website now at unrealfishtails.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you, and with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. A full-service fly shop, His and Her Fly Fishing, offers FFI certified international fly fishing instructor and guide service with Frank Selby. Listen to Frank as host of FishHuntTalkRadio.com or listen live Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific time on Sirius XM Radio Channel 211. Custom flies are handmade to, to your order in-house in Newport Beach. Fishing in Mexico, Belize, Florida, or the Rockies, Frank and the staff will deliver exactly what you need. Flies and gear. Google his and her fly fishing. Alaskan RV Butler. Guiding, fishing, hiking, sightseeing, adventure. The Alaskan RV Butler. Like a cruise on wheels in the comfort of an RV, view the wonders of Alaskan interior, streams, ocean, and wildlife. Or fish for the big one, all while pampered by Mike, the Alaskan RV Butler. Mike's inclusive tours serve butter-drenched shellfish and mouthwatering steaks. Mike is your personal chef, chauffeur, guide, and planner. And for the real Alaska, contact MikeRVButler at gmail.com. That's MikeRVButler at gmail.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real fun adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real fun trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and I'd like to say a couple things. First of all, um, Frank, who's our host, um, generally we only give one segment uh, to each guest. Well, our guest today is so important that we're doing something unusual and giving her two 12-minute segments. And I would like Frank to introduce her. Karen, uh, she's been working on salmon for over 23 years. And before that, she was still working on them. And 
Karen, one more time, give out your website, and then let's get right back to what we were talking about. Okay. You can find out all about us on the World Wide Web at livingoceans.org. And, uh, yeah, 25 years working on salmon and salmon farming and uh, still haven't got it fixed. I don't know how special I actually am if I haven't solved it in 25 years, but there you go. It takes a long time, no matter the wheels turn really slow, Karen. But let's talk about what kind of trouble you can get into with the uh, pen-raised salmon. With the, with the ones that are raised in the pens? Well, yeah. um, the main problem that we see here is that uh, we've still got commercially viable populations of wild salmon, a really active sport fishery and a tourism industry that, that really depends on the wild salmon. But they're being decimated by the farm salmon. The uh, sea lice in particular that grow on the salmon farms have gotten completely out of control here. They used to use a drug to control them, but the lice are so tricky. They've managed to evolve resistance to everything we've ever thrown at them. And so they're breeding by the billions, literally, on the farm, and they feed the juvenile wild salmon as they come out of their rivers to head out to the ocean. So we've wow. seen horrible impacts from that and also from uh, diseases. Uh, there are viruses that are uh, were actually brought in by the salmon farmers that were never known on this coast that our fish have no, no resistance to at all. And uh, it's actually not yet known the extent to which uh, those viruses are impacting the wild salmon, but they're certainly taking their toll. I mean, our Fraser River stocks are our main fishery here, the number of millions of fish, they're fished by fishermen on both sides of the border. And uh, they've fallen from numbering in the millions to this year, maybe 275,000 fish. And it's just disgusting the level that they've fallen to. And yet we still have these salmon farms right on their migration route. Hard to figure. That is horrible. Uh, the other thing I'd like to get into is what can the average person do about it in your country well, and my country? Yeah, I think we, we both, uh, in both Canada and the States, we have the, the same issue around the labeling of products. So when you go into a grocery store, you don't necessarily know, depending on which state you're in, whether you're getting a wild-caught fish or a farmed fish or worse yet, a genetically modified fish. So you really have to ask your seafood uh, counter people, what, what is it that you're selling here? Uh, they masquerade under names like fresh uh, fish or fresh salmon. Uh, that's most likely going to be your farm salmon. You want to make sure that when you're buying salmon, it says wild and it tells you the name of the species as well. But then you know you're getting the real thing. Labeling is probably the most important thing when it comes to what uh, what individuals can do, and you can I mean you can do that by advocating with your state representatives as well as by uh, you know just working in the grocery store with your retailers and saying, look, I don't want this stuff on my on my yeah, if you, grocery if store. If you don't, if you don't mind, I'd like to comment on the labeling. Um, yeah. There is uh, basically four salmon plus the sockeye uh, in Alaska. You, know, you got the kings, silvers, pinks, and what was known as dogfish. And that's because it's a salmon that the Eskimos or the indigenous would feed to their dogs. And if you catch it at the right time and smoke it, it's good. But, you know, it's cheap. So what they did is the grocery stores came, changed the name to Keta, K-E-T-A, salmon, to make it sound better. But it's dogfish, and uh, uh, you know that's just a, an example. But there's difference between salmon and, of course, the chinook or the king, uh, or the uh, you know the silvers and the pinks or humpies. But uh, it, it, they do it purposely to confuse you. And well, so how the labeling itself 
Another question, real quick, before you answer both, is Atlantic salmon. I'm not familiar with that. Is that a particular breed? Yeah, it's a different species altogether. It comes from the Atlantic Ocean and was brought here by salmon farmers. Only raised in that pen, so if you see Atlantic salmon on the label, it's farm salmon. That was my question. All right. And it is it is a crossbreed, or what is it? No, it's just another species of salmon. Grew up in the Atlantic Ocean instead of out here in the Pacific. All right. It used to be wild. Used to be wild on the Canadian and U.S. coast, but it was fished into oblivion, and now it's an endangered species on our east. Oh, so if it says Atlantic salmon, you know it's farm raised. That's right. There's no commercial fishery left anywhere for Atlantic salmon, unfortunately. Norway wiped mm-hmm. theirs out with their salmon farming industry, and then brought salmon farming over here yeah. to Canada. So again, talk here. about labeling. They don't disclose that. They don't disclose it, no. That's that's the problem. You never know if you're getting good, fresh seafood from the ocean or you're getting seafood that's been raised in the net pen with the yeah. drugs and chemicals. Yeah. Why, why don't our GM governments salmon? do something about that and make it a law that you have to say it's a pen raised, a wild salmon? That's the ideal, and that's certainly something we've been pushing Canadian authorities to do up here. And you know, we work with our with our colleagues in the states as well through the Conservation Alliance for Seafood Solutions, trying to get labeling and traceability so that you can find out mm-hmm. where your fish came from. Well, we we have listeners all over the world. Uh, is this uh, the salmon that we produce? Is it shipped worldwide? It's shipped worldwide, and it's produced in places that never knew a salmon. There's salmon farming in Tasmania, New Zealand, Chile, uh, Iceland, Norway, Scotland, Ireland, Faroe Islands. I'm probably missing some places. And mm. now that uh, now that salmon farming is moving on land, you're going to see it in, in even more places. There's uh-huh. a fish farm in Dubai, for heaven's sake, <laughs> being produced on land. Well, Karen, I guess we're going to have to, instead of working eight hours a day, we're going to have to work 16 hours a day and get everybody that's listed to write a letter. I think, you know, if people would write letters about the labeling of salmon and insist on knowing exactly what they're getting when they buy a salmon, that would be a big help, yeah. California is starting to do a lot of that. I am really proud of our state for that. One of the few things I am proud about. (laughs) A real quick question. Atlantic salmon, is it always genetically modified? No. No, that's not the case. They started tinkering with modification about 20 years ago, but it only came to the marketplace uh, just within the last couple of years. Um, and uh, I don't even know if it's actually available on your grocery store shelves yet, but I do know that the company making it, Aquabounty Aqua it's called, has applied to build a, a facility to, to grow the things in Indiana. So it's definitely going to be on your shelves sometime soon. That's kind of Yeah, genetically modified, you know, different things. It doesn't necessarily mean bad. It doesn't necessarily mean bad, but, you know, there are some serious concerns about this thing. This is, this is the first animal in the world that has been approved for human consumption that's genetically modified. Salmon is? Think about that. Salmon, yes. No other animal, although we've heard about other genetically modified animals being created, none, none has yet been approved for human consumption. Oh, I, I thought beef was the same way, but all right. No, not yet. Not yet. I mean, I imagine it's coming, but when you think about it, this is, um, we've had genetically modified plants for a long time, but this is the first time we've created a genetically modified organism that can move under its own steam. It's essentially pollution on the hoof or on the fin when, when it comes to animals. And we can't control what happens once it gets out into the environment the way we can with a plant, which pretty much stays put once you put it there. So, it's important that the authorities take every possible precaution, especially because this is the first one to be approved, to, to figure out 
what happens if this escapes? And we just don't really know with this with this creature because it's genetically modified to grow twice as fast as a normal fish. You can imagine it's going to be pretty hungry once it gets out there, and we don't know what it's going to eat. So understanding what the, the risks might be is the first real key thing. But oh, also another, another quick question. Uh, the pen rays, what do they feed it? They feed them uh, pellets that are made of a variety of ingredients, but they all include fish and uh, fish oil and fish meal. And so that means, you know, you hear salmon farmers talk about solving the food security issue with raising farmed salmon, and it just doesn't really pencil out because they're, they're using up more fish than they're creating. I'm going to have to close it out, folks. Karen, thank you so much for being on the show. That's livingoceans.org, livingoceans.org. We're coming back here on Fish Hunt Talk Radio. something new and exciting for all fishermen and fisherwomen from 5 to 12 year old boys and girls to teenagers and adults join the unreal fish sales fresh and saltwater fishing club to get an amazing 50% discount on all unreal rods and reels 40% discount on all apparel and 30% discount on all unreal mounts this monthly fresh and saltwater video contest has a cash prize up to $2,500 members who join our unreal fish sales club anytime this holiday season will receive a free Unreal Fishtails shirt or hat of their choice. Go to our website at unrealfishtails.com to join. It's Unreal. Fish have tails. Do you have an Unreal Fishtail to share? Unreal Fishtails wants to post it. Go to unrealfishtails.com Real is spelled with a double E. Join the club and win big money with your shirt videos. No matter what, you win with half price on all quality reels and rods. Plus, huge discounts and accessories. Perfect gift for anglers. Check out the website now at unrealfishtails.com a full-service fly shop, His and Her Fly Fishing, offers FFI-certified international fly fishing instructor and guide service with Frank Selby. Listen to Frank as host of FishHuntTalkRadio.com or listen live Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Sirius XM Radio Channel 211. Custom flies are handmade to, to your order in-house in Newport Beach. Fishing in Mexico, Belize, Florida, or the Rockies, Frank and the staff will deliver exactly what you need. Flies and gear. Google His and Her Fly Fishing. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFTCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan and our host, Frank Selby. Frank, we've been having fun today. I learned more yeah. about salmon and uh, with that segment that I ever knew. I had a lot of questions. But that was yeah, very well, confused. I still have a lot of questions, too. But that's what we're here for. We're to get out the right messages at the right time. And this is the right time to talk about salmon. 
because all over our salmon population, wild salmon, is dropping dramatically. Well, apparently this year it's been good, but yes. Uh, and farm raising, you know, I'm all in favor of augmenting um, salmon. I just had a problem with putting a, a you know, a, a 500,000 salmon in a pen and letting them, uh, you know, poop on each other and get diseases and stuff. But, you know, what she's explained, it's not necessarily the way it is. Yeah, in a lot of places it is. We we have better regulations in the United States and Canada than we do overseas. And another good thing you want to know is if we all write a letter, make sure we learn more about it. Because we don't know 10 years down the line what them salmon in the pens going to give the human population. Yeah. And yeah, they're scary. genetically modified, and, you know, they have to be uh, uh, used stuff to get rid of the disease. Right. And I'm always, you know, I'd rather have fresh-caught wild Alaskan salmon than Atlantic farm-raised salmon. Yeah, but, you well, know, that's the, the taste is like fish. night and day. You know, like yeah. Copper River salmon. Oh, yeah. Or not, the Alaska Copper River. River. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's about four rivers in Alaska has some of the best salmon tasting salmon in the world. Is it a Copper River Red? It's supposed to be number yeah. one, but I have had both. Uh, the Alagnac River, there's no dams on the Alagnac River. I have caught the Silvers, I've caught the Kings, I've caught the Chum. If you catch a fresh Chum, before it yeah. starts turning. Yeah, the uh, colors. Smoke that's the best I've had. I was, I was just gonna say they're great smoke. But you know, yeah. the other uh the other thing is that it's it's common name, it's called a dogfish. Yeah, and that's, that's because the, the indigenous would give it to their dogs. But if and you get if it they before didn't have it enough to spawn, Yeah. If you get it before it spawns and smoke it, it's great. Got a lot of oil. Well, you, still to this day, you see all these people, dog mushers, catching their chum, hanging it up to dry, and that's all they feed their dogs. Yeah. And a little bit of uh, vitamins they pour in with the mixture. And they even boil the heads and everything. Yeah. Well, they don't waste anything. No, they don't. And the thing is, four years from now, we'll have a bumper crop of salmon because they didn't get that much pressure this year. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it'll right. it'll jump at least thirty percent of what we had this year. In yeah. Four years from this now. year, this year's been pretty good. All right, they're getting us out of here. We just got time to wrap it up, guys. Well, I appreciate it. Hey, go to uh, fishtalkradio.com. Go to Cabo Condo and check it out. Give me a call. I got a special way for our listeners to get half price. Sweet. Love it, love it. This is Fish Hunt Talk Radio. We're coming to you around the world, around the country, and all the military bases. We appreciate you being there. Fishtalkradio.com. John Hennigan, Frank Selby. We'll talk to you next week, folks.